the Seventh Wave Network. The teachings of the Ascended Masters are universal and available to all. The Ascended Masters themselves are the saints and sages of East and West, and their teachings incorporate the original core beliefs of all the world's major religions. No matter which religious path you follow, you will find these teachings equally compelling. This is The Open Door. Come along with us as we explore the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Here are the hosts for The Open Door, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And greetings, everyone. Welcome and thank you for joining us today. You are tuned to The Open Door, the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and where we invite you to awaken to your inner divinity. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. Where are we going today, Tom? Today, we are going to the heart of what this show is really all about, because today we're focusing on your innate divine potential. Well, goody. (laughs) If there ever was a nugget of wisdom that we hope all of you get, it is this. Ye are God. That's quite right. You know, those of you familiar with biblical verse will certainly recognize these famous three words from Psalms 82.6, ye are God's. Now, do you suppose the psalmist threw those in just for effect? Well, goodness, no. (laughs) These words were meant to be taken quite literally because they are quite literally true. Well, how many times have you heard us talking about the fact that each of us is a co-creator with God? Well, quite a few. For that matter, how many times have you heard us reference our individual I am presence in Holy Christ self? Well, again, you know, it's many times. You may recall that our show has, from the very beginning, been built on a foundation of what we've called the four essential questions. Namely, who am I, why am I here, where am I going, and how do I get there? And knowing who you truly are is obviously a key to understanding why you're here and where you're going. Yes, and I know that we do go on about this topic, you know, mainly because it is so important. But that's why it bears repeating. And while brevity may be the soul of wit, repetition (laughs) is the heart of retention. Meaning that you may have to hear something several (laughs) times, Tom, before it sinks in. Me? Oh, yes, I do. (laughs) And we really, really want this to sink in. You, each and every one of you, truly has innate divine potential. And this is not arrogance or delusion or insanity. No, it's really not. It is uh, simply a statement of fact. You actually have innate divinity within you right now. It is your birthright, and this divinity desires expression and manifestation. Yeah. You see, the Ascended Masters, those wonderful saints, sages, and mystics of East and West from all major world religions, have committed themselves to assisting all light bearers who desire it to wake up. And they have shown us how to do it. Well, indeed, they have. Here at the Summit Lighthouse, we have a very basic formula for helping you keep the reality of your divine potential in the forefront of your consciousness. And it goes like this. Awaken to your inner divinity. Discover your real self through your uni- through the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters, the science of the spoken word, and the power of the violet flame. You know, Terry, every second that we live outside our divine reality is one less second in which we could be experiencing the ultimate joy of our true divine state. Ye are God. <laughs> Try to take that in and embrace it. Yep. You have an I am presence, an individualized manifestation of God within you. And you have a Christ self who is your brother, mentor, and friend. And this is the same Christ that was in Jesus and Buddha, and which exists as potential in every son and daughter of God. 
And you are absolutely worthy to be one with this inner divinity. It is yours to claim and live in forever. You see, the reason why we are so passionate about sharing this understanding of your true nature with you is this. Your I am presence is a gift from God that was given to you so that you would always remember where you came from and always have a way to return. And God gave you a mediator who would bridge the gap between you and your I am presence and awaken your soul to her true identity. This mediator between you and God is your Christ self. Together, your I am presence and Christ self make up what is commonly referred to as the higher self. And while your I am presence is sometimes referred to as a replica of God, it is actually more than that. A replica is not the original. Though a toy jet may be an exact replica of the real thing, it cannot fly. Your I am presence, however, possesses all of the qualities of the original. It is your individual God identity, your God self, and God is God is God. (laughs) (laughs) I know that it may take a bit to wrap your brain around your own God identity, but the fact is that the self you identify with today is just the merest fraction of the mighty being that you truly are. Okay, so let's get practical here. Good idea. When we begin to (laughs) reconnect with our higher selves, we find that we can, once again, use our God-given power to create. Now, how do we do this? Well, think back to the formula we shared a few moments ago. Awaken to your inner divinity and discover your real self through the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters, the science of the spoken word, and the power of the violet flame. Right. The science of the spoken word teaches us how to harness the power of God to create. We call these spoken prayers decrees. Each decree is a specific formula for bringing what we pray for into manifestation. Each has specific parts that, taken together, maximize its power and potential. You know, later in today's program, we will give you the basic formula for delivering a proper decree and add a few easy-to-remember examples as well. The driving force behind decrees is the light that each invokes and principle among the various rays, vibrations, and intensities of light that we can invoke is the violet flame. Yeah, the violet flame is the essence of one of the seven rays. Mm -hmm. Just as a ray of sunlight passing through a prism is refracted into the seven colors of the rainbow, so spiritual light manifests as seven rays. Each ray has a specific color, frequency, and quality of God's consciousness. The violet ray is known as the seventh ray. When you invoke the violet flame in the name of God, it descends as a beam of spiritual energy and bursts into a spiritual flame in your heart, manifesting as the qualities of mercy, forgiveness, justice, freedom, and transmutation. Now, you see, each ascended master teaches us about a different aspect of God. St. Germain, the inspiring force in freedom movements throughout the millennia, has shown us how to use the violet flame to free ourselves and all mankind. He is also known as the Lord of the Seventh Ray. And each time we pray to him, he brings us many gifts of the Spirit, such as his joy and creativity, as well as freedom and enlightenment. The violet flame has only been released to mankind in recent times. Many sages and adepts of ages past did not have the violet flame at their disposal, or if they did have it, it was gained only after arduous searching and study. St. Germain has told us that not only recently, that I should say that only recently, the Ascended Masters decided to release the potent violet flame for the public to use during this crucial time. Well, in fact, St. Germain has said this about the importance and power of the violet flame, and I quote, The use of the violet-consuming flame is more valuable to you and all mankind than all the wealth, all the gold, and all the jewels on this planet, unquote. Wow, kind of sums up the importance of the violet flame, doesn't it? (laughs) I'll say it does. And here again is why we're constantly harping on this subject. You have innate divine potential. 
you can awaken to this potential through the teachings of the Ascended Masters. The Ascended Masters' core teachings are ideally applied through decrees, the use of the science of the spoken word. And the science of the spoken word unleashes the full power and manifestation of the seven major spiritual rays, in particular the violet cleansing, forgiving, consuming, transmuting flame. And the end result is a return trip to the central sun of our being, oneness with God through the ritual of the ascension. Fair. You've just <laughs> been given the formula for everlasting joy and immortality. You know, what you do with it, of course, is always subject to your free will. Right. Indeed it is. It was free will that drew you away from God, and it is through free will that you will one day return to him. In between, you've got a bit of karma to clean up. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Awakening to our inner divinity brings with it an unavoidable karmic accountability. And before you think that this is the other shoe falling, <laughs> settling your karma is really what you want to do. Many have attempted to avoid their karma or keep it at bay, but this is really not possible. And just as it is important to wake up to your inner divinity, it's also vitally important to wake up to your karmic accountability. You know, you're not going to escape it, so you might as well get on dealing with it. And the violet flame can help like nothing else to accelerate the transmutation of your karma and become the jet fuel for your ascension. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and this is not as far off or unreachable a goal as you might think. In fact, you may be a lot closer to achieving your reunion with God than you think. Well, true enough. You know, we all reincarnate until we've met the conditions for our ascensions. And some of us may have returned this time simply to clean up a few loose ends. And that could be you. And this life could be your golden opportunity to finally get it right and graduate once and for all from Earth schoolroom. We're going to discuss the conditions of each soul's ascension when we get together with Sidney Bennett in just a few short minutes. Yep, that's right. And when we get together with Sidney, we're going to be showing you how to build a powerful decree and how to build a powerful momentum toward achieving your ascension. Right now, though, we need to take a short break. When we return, we'll hear an interview with Elizabeth Clare Prophet on the true nature of our real selves. So please stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. On the spiritual quest, our upward journey hinges on four basic questions. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? How do I get there? Who are you? You are a spiritual being, a child of God. And when you recognize this, your whole world changes for the better. No matter where you are or who you're with, the power of this inner knowing will compel you to come up higher. Why are you here? To master your human nature, fulfill your divine purpose, and become one with God. Where are you going? Simply put, you are returning home to the heart of God, where your soul's journey began so very long ago. How do you get there? Follow the Ascended Masters. These great saints and sages of East and West have walked where you walk. They are committed to helping you to find your way home, and their teachings are always practical. Our goal on The Open Door is to keep the spiritual journey as simple and uncomplicated as possible so that all who choose can walk this path with confidence and certainty. The Open Door is live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And we are the Summit Lighthouse, the pathway to your ascension. For more information, visit www.tsl.org. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. 
You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And welcome back. Thanks for staying with us. Right now, we'd like to share with you an interview with Elizabeth Clare Prophet, in which she discusses the nature of your real self, your I am presence, plus how this relates to our understanding of the teachings of Jesus, Buddha, and the Ascended Masters. Our, our interviewer is Doug Kenyon. Thus far, we've talked a great deal about the nature of the self, and obviously you have a concept of the self that is quite different from that that most people hold. And I'm wondering if you could explain in more detail what your concept is. I think that the understanding of the self is the most important understanding that the individual can have in life. And if we fail to understand the nature of the real self, we never really quite gain an orientation or an integration in our life. The self begins with that which is the permanent atom of being, the cause out of which the effect proceeds. For want of any other name, I call this cause the I am that I am, the presence of the I am, or the I am presence. I find that God, by any name, can be reduced to this sense of the eternal presence. It defines being, and I see it as a sphere of very intense light that marks the point of my origin. It is the permanent part of me, of which I am very aware, and the point to which I shall return at the conclusion of this life. I have diagrammed this real self in relationship to the outer evolving self on a chart, which is called the chart of your divine self. The chart has three parts, and in a sense could be called the trinity of our identity. First, there is the upper figure, which is a sphere of light. Then there is the lower figure, which represents the soul evolving in matter or in time and space. Between the sphere of light above and the soul evolving below is the consciousness of the mediator or the go-between. The go-between is that portion of the self that can translate to the soul something of the I am that I am, and the portion of the self that is real enough that can yet stand in the presence of God. This mediator we call the Christ self or the real self. It is the self that we are in a state of becoming through our evolution, through all of our experiences in time and space. You might say then that the lower figure in the chart would be the man, Jesus, the middle figure would be the self, the Christ, and the upper figure would be the one whom he called Father. We now see a relationship of Father, or the All-Father, the Son, and the soul that is endowed with a flame of the Holy Spirit. That flame is the spark of life. It is a very real spiritual flame that is focused within the body at approximately the point of the heart center. It is in what is called the heart chakra, and it is the threefold flame of life. This is the endowment 
of our being with consciousness, with self-awareness, with all of the faculties which we enjoy, which are above the animal kingdom. The threefold flame, then, is the sacred fire, which we are to become and which we are to implement and use as our resource for living and for evolving while we are on earth. Therefore, we see that the trinity that is now separate because of our consciousness, which is limited, will one day become one. We watch this in the life of Jesus. As he matures from birth to manhood, he walks more and more in the stature of his real self, his Christ self. We find him in the temple discoursing with the doctors at the age of 12. This is a sign that the Christ presence or the Christ self is overshadowing him and he is speaking the word of that Christ. We find him at the age of 30 in the full presence of the Christ so that his disciples recognize him. He calls them away from their nets to become fishers of men. He begins to heal, cast out demons, change the water into wine. This because the man Jesus has merged with the inner self, the Christ. He walks the earth for three years performing not miracles but the functions of cosmic law and then walking up Bethany's hill with his disciples after his resurrection he disappears from their midst and a cloud receives him out of their sight. This cloud is the same cloud that appeared to the children of Israel. The pillar of fire and the cloud represent the I am that I am, the eternal presence. Jesus accelerated to the level of the Christ, then Jesus the Christ accelerated to the level of the I am that I am. This is the nature, the true nature of the three in one. And so we, as heirs of Christ, heirs of Jesus, have come then to realize that same oneness, three out of one, one out of three. In other words, the Trinity is something that is present in all of us all the time, the Trinity is anchored in us in this threefold flame of power, wisdom, and love. The Father represents the power of the law, the Son is the wisdom of the law, and the Holy Spirit is the love action of the law. So it exists in us as potential. Until we have realized that potential, our relationship to Christ and to Father remains a separate one. And therefore, on the chart, we depict these three figures, one on earth, one higher above and one still higher until the distance allows individuals to think in terms of heaven and earth. Where does an ascended master fall on this chart? The ascended master is the one who has walked as the lower figure in the chart, as the one who has evolved as a soul, who has first realized his real self as the Christ and become one anointed with that mediator self, and then, at the conclusion of his life, he has reunited with the I am that I am. Therefore, the ascended master would be beyond the material plane, in the spirit plane, and yet as close as the air we breathe. When Jesus prayed to the Father, he was talking to himself, his real self then. He was talking to his I am presence, and he was also talking to his inner teacher. Jesus also had a teacher. And it is customary for us to think of our inner teacher or our inner guru as father. 
the teacher whom Jesus acknowledged in the place of his I am presence as being one with that I am presence on the path was one who is called Lord Maitreya or Maitreya, the coming Buddha of the East. Maitreya attained the Christ consciousness hundreds of years prior to the final incarnation of Jesus. He sponsored Jesus and he became the one that Jesus regarded in the person of Father as well as Jesus' own I am presence. Well, Jesus' life and teachings were in the Middle East. How was it that he was initiated in the teachings of the Far East? Well, no one has really successfully answered the question, where was Jesus between the age of 12 and 30? This is a long period of time for our beloved Master, considering what he accomplished in three short years. Perhaps if we could have known him between the ages of 12 and 30, we would have found him practicing the laws of science and of truth which he demonstrated publicly in the final hours of his earthly life. It is my understanding that Jesus journeyed to the temples of the Ascended Masters which are found in Egypt at Luxor and in the Himalayas. When we journeyed to India, we were told by a number of guides that there are records of the coming of one who was called Jesus during the period of history when Jesus lived. And we do know from our verification by the Ascended Masters that Jesus was very humble and that in preparation for his mission, he desired to be trained in the very first steps of initiation. Many of the teachings which he brought forth, in fact, his mantras, I am the way, the truth, and the life, are actually taken from the Sanskrit, uh, which comes down to us through India from the ancient continent of Lemuria as the language which our very early ancestors used to meditate upon God and to practice the science of the spoken word. So the real self in which the Christ that we're familiar with is identified as the middle figure relates to the teachings of the Far East. Where would Buddha fall on that same chart? Buddha, then, as Siddhartha, the child who was born in his palace to wealth and to the surroundings of, of opportunity, becomes the soul who must mature and discover the real self. The real self which Gautama discovered after he left home to discover the cause of suffering, he defined as the Buddha. This is because his meditation was upon God through the crown chakra. And we call one who has attained the realization of God through the crown chakra the Buddha, whereas one who realizes God through the heart chakra we call the Christ. In reality, the Christ self or the real self contains all elements of consciousness. What is the crown chakra? The crown chakra and the term chakra is simply a Sanskrit word. It means wheel or center refers to seven sacred centers in our temple. The heart is the principal center. Then there is the throat, the third eye, and the crown of the head. Below the heart, there is the solar plexus, the seat of the soul, and the base of the spine. These seven centers are seven openings into another dimension. And by meditation upon these centers, we can experience God 
in different planes of consciousness. Each center, which is depicted as having a different number of petals, has a different frequency or a different vibration. If we center our meditation in the heart, we commune with love. If we center our meditation in the crown, we are communing in wisdom. If our meditation centers in the third eye, we have the power of concentration in truth. And the throat chakra, the power center, gives us the science of the spoken word. This might seem to imply that Buddha represented a higher evolution than Jesus. I don't know that we would call it higher. We would call it the way of the East. Buddha demonstrated the way of self-mastery that was the dispensation for the evolutions of the East. Christ showed it for the evolutions of the West. We have reached a period now where there is an exchange between East and West, and we who live in the West must also pursue the type of mastery which Buddha demonstrated. Uh, Gautama taught for 40 years after his enlightenment under the bow tree. Jesus taught for three years. Ah, always good to hear that information. It is. Many times. Well, up next, our weekly Q&A, and today, once again, we are joined by Reverend Sidney Bennett. Please stay with us. Visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. On the spiritual quest, our upward journey hinges on four basic questions. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? How do I get there? Who are you? You are a spiritual being, a child of God. And when you recognize this, your whole world changes for the better, no matter where you are or who you're with. The power of this inner knowing will compel you to come up higher. Why are you here? To master your human nature, fulfill your divine purpose, and become one with God. Where are you going? Simply put, you are returning home to the heart of God, where your soul's journey began so very long ago. How do you get there? Follow the Ascended Masters. These great saints and sages of East and West have walked where you walk. They are committed to helping you to find your way home. And their teachings are always practical. Our goal on The Open Door is to keep the spiritual journey as simple and uncomplicated as possible so that all who choose can walk this path with confidence and certainty. The Open Door is live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And we are the Summit Lighthouse, the pathway to your ascension. For more information, visit www.tsl.org. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And we are back, and joining us is the aforementioned Sidney Bennett. Hi, Sid. Gentlemen. Hi, Sid. Okay, our show today is titled Wake Up. And without putting too fine a point on it, 
it really is time that we woke up to the divine reality within us, isn't it? I mean, are we giving this the emphasis it, it deserves? You know, Tom, I don't know how much greater emphasis we can give it. And, you know, <laughs> the challenge we face in modern day society is we're bombarded 24 hours a day with messages, advertising, thoughts, you know, the mass consciousness. I mean, you, you can hardly get time to listen to the, to the God within, which, of course, we're admonished to do every day. And so what happens is, here we've got a message from the Ascended Masters trying to alert people, to awaken them to the reality of their existence. And it, it's, it's very difficult. There's so much else going on on the planet. How do souls pick this out, so to speak, to, to pluck this, this, this gem mm -hmm. um, and, and make it part of their lives? And so we would ask you today, as you hear these words, and, and realize that God is within you and you have the potential to become God, this is not just another message. It's not just another Sunday sermon. It's the reality of your being, and it's something your soul has been yearning and longing for you to hear, not just for this embodiment, but many, many embodiments, you know, to wake up to the fact of who you really are and where you can go and how you can get there, because mm -hmm. it is a journey. Indeed. Yeah. Well, once we've truly awakened to our inner divinity, what's, what's next? I mean, how do we build and sustain a momentum? You know, knowledge is the first step. You know, and, and when you, it's, it's, it's a, it's a wonderful knowledge. It's an exciting knowledge and it's a sobering knowledge. <laughs> okay. I have this now. What do I do with it? You know, I have my day to day routines, which I, you know, kind of got the way I like them in my world. <laughs> I don't want too much to upset the apple cart. And yet there's another part of it that says, this is important. This is real. There's something going on here that has such great value to me. Where do I begin? Well, I think the first step is don't become overwhelmed. You know, God yes. has been very patient with us for a very long time. And even though we may be impatient with ourselves and patient to get on, this is a step-by-step -step process. And so start someplace. Um, you know, we know the goal, which is to become with our ion presence, with our ascension. But how do we get there? First of all, we start by by living our life according to, to what we learn, that God is within us. You know, we're not of all pond scum. We're not worthless skinners, <laughs> sinners. Um, you know, we have a nature of God within us. And so we have sinned and we've made mistakes. But first of all, assimilate that and understand it because it changes how we live on a day-to-day -day basis. Then the next step, of course, is to accept that we have karma. And if we're going to get there, we've got to deal with that karma and not to be overwhelmed by that. You know, the Hindus, of course, believe in karma and reincarnation, but their thought is it took me a million years to make this karma. It's <laughs> going to take me a million years to balance it. Mm -hmm. That is not the teaching of the ascended masters. With the gift of the violet flame, we can start today to balance our karma in an accelerated way so that either in this life or the next life, St. Germain has promised us, we can make our ascension. But we've got to start someplace. Yeah. Make every day count, even if it's just for uh, five minutes, but make every day count on your path home. Well, you brought up the violet flame. I think it's really appropriate at this point to discuss a bit more about the kinds of practical tools that we can have in our tool chest to do what you suggested, Terry, in your question about sustaining uh, momentum, building momentum. Mm -hmm. And in fact, in our first segment, uh, we made our audience a couple of promises. And we told them that we would demonstrate how to build a proper and powerful decree. So I guess, Sid, I want to throw this to you. Would you please build a decree for us and include perhaps a couple of simple examples? Sure. And I think as a preamble to that, I want to say that one of the tools the Ascended Masters have given us, recognizing that we've got a lot of karma in a relatively short period of time, whether you're <laughs> 16 or 60, mm -hmm. um, how do you accelerate the balance of that karma? How do you put a strong force field around you 
so you're not continually subject to the negative energies and projections that are out in the world, and so you can move forward step by step. And what they have taught us is the science of the spoken word, which is qualifying light through our heart chakra, through our throat chakra, Mm -hmm. through the science of the spoken word, to build a force field of light around us and to bring forth certain actions or activities within that force field that will help us not only to balance karma, but strengthen us as we go forward and, and face the challenges. Now, now, one thing I'd like you to, to infuse into this discussion, too, is the fact that these are alchemical formulas. They're exact. Right. Okay, yeah. They're not just, some, they're not just poetry that someone's written. <laughs> right. These words come from the Ascended Masters, and words hold light. And so as we give the words that they taught us, they will hold light as we give our love and our, our, um, our devotion through them. This is not just rote you know, mm-hmm. repeating things over again. It's in, it's charging the words with light and devotion. So let's give this a try. Sure. Um, and I want to mention to you that, uh, we have a couple of, uh, websites, tsl.org. We also have the summitlighthouse.org, which is spelled out the words. And on there, it's got a tremendous amount of teaching on prayers and decrees. And if you, if you can go there, summitlighthouse.org, click on prayers. It's got decrees and it's got all these teachings on calls to Archangel Michael to your tube of light and so forth. And you can you can see YouTubes on this, get a much better explanation than we can give in a short period of time. Great. But one of the decrees in there is called the Heart, Head, and Hand Decrees. And these are written by the Ascended Master El Moria. And he said, these are complete. You could make your ascension on these decrees applied mm-hmm. properly. Mm-hmm. So what I want to do is take one of these, one part of these, which uh, is one on forgiveness, which is something obviously we all need forgiveness ourselves and we need to forgive others. And in a decree, you always invoke the presence of God through a preamble. So we could say, in the name of the I am that I am, I call forth the light of Almighty God into this prayer. Let it be adjusted according to his will. And you can call to your Holy Christ self, your I am presence to Jesus, to Buddha, Ascended Master, whatever you do. So let's give this, let's give this a try. And remember, the word I am in the context of the Ascended Masters is God in me. So it goes like this. I am forgiveness acting here, casting out all doubt and fear, setting men forever free with wings of cosmic victory. I am calling in full power for forgiveness every hour. To all life in every place, I put forth forgiving grace. And I don't know if you can feel the power in those words, (laughs) but every person that's given them since they're released, which must be millions of times, builds a momentum of light through that. And forgiveness is probably the number one thing many of us need in our lives, forgiveness of ourselves, forgiveness of others who have harmed us, and forgiveness to us um, for those that we have harmed. And so this is part of the violet flame because the violet flame is the forgiveness flame. If you gave this decree on every personal relationship you had, I guarantee you it would change over time. <laughs> I bet it would. Right. Now, how long do you give a decree like this? You know, you give it as long as you feel. Um Typically, you would give each one of these as part of head and hand maybe three times. Mm-hmm. But if you feel the desire to give them more times for a greater effect, then obviously it's going to build a momentum and draw forth greater light. But don't be, again, I want to caution, don't be overwhelmed and say, well, I'm such a busy person. You know, I can't do this. I can't commit to this kind of thing. Start out where you want. When I learned to decree, I made a big commitment of five minutes a day. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> and um, what happened is when I started to decree, I felt so different that I naturally increased it and it became a joy and not a burden. Sure, understood. Yeah. You know, the other promise we made uh, was to talk about the conditions that must be met for us to make our ascensions. Could you tell us again what the ascension is and what we must do to accomplish it? Well, we are reminded that our souls as they are now are not immortal. They have the potential to become immortal. And the potential means that something must happen. And again, we've talked so much, we become one with our Christ self on the path 
uh, of karma and balancing that karma and our service and our love of God. And then ultimately, we can become one with our I am presence. And this is who we are. That's who the ascended masters are, shall we say. And they don't lose their identity. (laughs) They're who they are in God. Each one of us is a very unique being. And so when you become an ascended master, it doesn't mean you sort of disappear into cosmos. It means the fire and the uniqueness of your soul become permanent and you do have immortality. Okay, how do you get there? It's not just wishful thinking. It's not just taking Jesus as your savior, which may be a wonderful first step. But there's certain things we have to do. The first thing we have to accomplish is balance at least 51% of our karma. And we do that through service to life and through the violet flame. And, um, you know, that's part of all we teach. So you can do that. The second thing is, Mrs. Prophet mentioned the trinity within our hearts, the threefold flame, pink, blue, and yellow, love, wisdom, and power. And so we need to balance those. You know, we can't just be all power or all love or all wisdom. We need to balance that. Mm-hmm. And thirdly, we need to fulfill our divine plan. And divine plan may not mean walking on the moon. Divine (laughs) plan may mean a focus of love so powerful that the planet changes. Jesus changed the physical atoms of this planet by embodying on it. And so our divine plan may be something on the outer. It may be something on the inner. But those are the three core requirements for your ascension. You know, we've had programs in the past where we focus on this. I think we have one called Your Divine Blueprint. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, you can find that uh, in the archives of the program. I don't remember when it was, but um, look it up because we do talk about that uh, a great deal. Mm-hmm. Now, um, when we get really close to uh, meeting the requirements of our ascension, what can happen to stall our progress or even throw us off the beam? You know, this is the part that is not happy to talk about, but it's the reality that that exists. And that is that when Lucifer was kicked out of heaven, with a third of the angels, when they fell, they came to the earth. And many of them came into physical embodiment, both on a, uh, a physical and non-physical level. Mm-hmm. And they are the number one opposition to our Christhood and our ascension. And they've been playing us, quite <laughs> frankly, for millennia. Yeah. And because we haven't had the truth, we've fallen for their lies and their traps, which are very subtle. I mean, look at the Garden of Eden. Surely you shall not die. Yeah. And that is the lie that's been perpetrated against through ma- mankind by the fallen angels in church and state for a very long time. And they will oppose your ascension. Well, why? Because they have been living off the light they have stolen from us because they're cut off from God. That's how they can perpetuate themselves. And when we become one with God, when we learn how to develop a mastery in terms of the spoken word, they aren't getting our light anymore. They aren't stealing it. And that's, they get cut off. So they don't like that, obviously. <laughs> so we have to be aware of this. This is why we call to Archangel Michael for protection of ourselves, our families. You know, we practice mastery and mastery deals with energy and it deals with forces that oppose our mastery and our victory. I mean, there is evil. Evil ultimately is not real, but it has a manifestation in the point of matter. Yeah. I mean, look at the planet. You know, it's the fallen angels that are behind all this evil on the planet. Mm -hmm. And so we must begin to take our stand and you begin with yourself. It's like when you're on the airplane, you put the oxygen mask on you first. And that involves calls to Archangel Michael, a tube of light and the protection and the knowledge that God is greater than the fallen angels. The only reason they've succeeded so far is because we haven't had the truth. And when we have the truth and the knowledge then things will be different not only for us, but for this entire planet. Well, you know, uh, obviously from this discussion, and actually from many others we've had in the past, there is and has been a concerted effort to keep the truth from mankind as to the true nature of their innate divinity. Why would any otherwise sane person want to deny us what is rightfully ours? 
Good question. (laughs) You know, obviously the fallen angels, Lucifer thought he could do it better than God. I mean, pride, I mean, it's hard to imagine. Lucifer was an archangel and he fell at the point of pride. It's hard to understand. It's It's unfathomable, you know, to us. But, you know, even though we may have some pride in manifestations in our world, it's the core pride of Lucifer. Why wouldn't anybody want God? Why wouldn't they want immortality? Some have chosen their own way, and they're the ones that that stand and try to stand and block ours. Well, it's pretty amazing, really. But um, at this point, we've got to take a break. But please don't go away, because when we return, we will continue our discussion of awakening to our inner divinity with Sidney Bennett. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. On the spiritual quest, our upward journey hinges on four basic questions. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? How do I get there? Who are you? You are a spiritual being, a child of God. And when you recognize this, your whole world changes for the better, no matter where you are or who you're with. The power of this inner knowing will compel you to come up higher. Why are you here? To master your human nature, fulfill your divine purpose, and become one with God. Where are you going? Simply put, you are returning home to the heart of God, where your soul's journey began so very long ago. How do you get there? Follow the Ascended Masters. These great saints and sages of East and West have walked where you walk. They are committed to helping you to find your way home, and their teachings are always practical. Our goal on The Open Door is to keep the spiritual journey as simple and uncomplicated as possible so that all who choose can walk this path with confidence and certainty. The Open Door is live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and we are the Summit Lighthouse, the pathway to your ascension. For more information, visit www.tsl.org. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. That's right. We are back again uh, for more discussion with Sidney Bennett on the subject of awakening to our inner divinity. Now, within the context of waking up, we know that right now in the world, it doesn't take a profit to predict dire consequences for our collective actions. We've got terrorism, uh, genocide, uh, economic deceit and manipulation on a grand scale, disintegrating family and moral values, drugs. You know, it's a depressingly long list. It's clear that we must wake up and act now to reverse the tide. There is one area that we may well be worst of all, and that is the one that could sink us if we don't wake up. I'm talking about abortion. Uh, It doesn't take a profit to tell us that abortion is literally the aborting of the soul's divine plan. Are we really on the brink here? Well, uh, the Ascended Masters have told us that that's the number one issue on this planetary body and that the karma of abortion is so intense that it does literally put the planet at a state of vulnerability. It puts America at a point of vulnerability, every nation that practices this. 
Now, I want to mention something before I say any more on this. If for any reason you have had an abortion or you know someone in part of that, know that it is possible to balance that karma, to right the wrong, and still make your ascension. Because the following ones have promulgated the lie of abortion as so-called women's rights and so forth. And they've taken the whole spiritual context out of a soul that has a divine plan fulfilled. And why are there's, there are things that, one of the reasons things are so perilous on this planet, not just the karma abortion, but so many souls that were meant to be embodied at this time and bring forth the solutions, whether it's the economy or world or whatever is going on, but they're not in embodiment because they've been aborted. And so one of the plots of the fallen ones is to get the light bearers, the children of God, to make an intense karma. And they do this through abortion and many other things that they've, they've, they've encouraged mm-hmm. the light bearers to do. And, of course, we unfortunately have bought off on this for a long time. And, you know, it's the old saying, there's a certain group of people that make money whether the economy is a good or bad. <laughs> and so, you know, we are going to take a stand by God's grace and know that this can be challenged, it can be overturned, and things can be righted. But it's, it is a peril to this planet, Tom. And, you know, the, part of this saying, oh, this is so overwhelming, I just, I just can't take this. But you know what? God is greater than all that's going on this planet. And if enough people will take a stand, I mean, you know, uh, God would have spared Sodom and Gomorrah for ten righteous men. Yeah. So whatever the karma, if we're really taking a stand and trust in the good Lord, trust in Archangel Michael, things can be turned around. Yeah. But we, have, we can't just avoid the issue. You know, as so we talked about prophecy in an earlier show, if we keep going the way we're going, we're going to end up in a certain place. And if we don't want to be there, we have to do something. So it begins with us. It begins with that first step on our spiritual path, whether it's the hard head and hand decrees or whatever it is, but it starts someplace. I think that's the key, as not to be overwhelmed by this, but to know that every little thing you do, every call, every prayer counts. And so if enough of are doing, us are doing that every day, the tide can begin to turn. Yeah, and I, yeah. I think I would stress here that you know, waking up is a message of redemption and hope. It isn't overwhelming. It isn't negative. It isn't you know, hopeless. Redemption and hope is what we really want people to understand is possible still by waking up. Well, I think that what happens when it really sinks in, I know for me it was an intense feeling of gratitude. Yeah. You know, I, I, all the frustrations, all the things that didn't make sense to me, the things that didn't add up, why God allows this or that, or what's going on, the understanding of karma and reincarnation, who we are and where we're going, and also what we've done in the past. Yeah. You know, when you put this equation together, and then when the Ascended Masters give us the tools and the incredible gift of the violet flame, whoa, we know we can do something about it, yeah. and we know we can do it quickly. And it's, you know, hold on for the ride, because it's an exciting ride. You want excitement in your life? If you're bored, <laughs> the spiritual path is the most rewarding, the most challenging, and it can be the most joyous on this planet. But we've got to start somewhere. And, you know, we're mature sons and daughters of God. We're ready for the challenge. God will give us the courage if we ask for it, give us the protection and the light so that things can be changed. What the fallen ones want us to believe is that all is lost. All is not lost. You know, where there's life, there's hope. And God has hope. The Ascended Masters have hope. And we have hope because enough of us together with God will make the difference that we can turn this thing around by His grace. Well, yeah, yeah. And by His grace. Well, as we said many times, at the core of our awakening to our inner divinity is becoming aware of the individualized presence of God within us, our I Am Presence. And this is more than a replica of God, isn't it? This really is God. Think of it. When God created us, he put a portion of himself within our being. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's an amazing 
concept when you think about it. God wanted those of us in the universe by our own free will to be choose to be one with him and to share this glorious adventure of life with him. And so it's an honor and it's a privilege and it's a responsibility. And how do we live? How do we honor that God in us? forgiveness for things we've done that aren't so good? And we will continue <laughs> to make mistakes because we're in a human body on a human planet. But that doesn't mean we can't make progress and we can't through the honor flame or what the Ascended Masters call the cosmic honor flame, honor the presence of God within us and within each other and draw forth that light that's going to make this difference and bring the hopes of God mm-hmm. to realization. The hopes of God. That's a beautiful way to put it. It's true. They're there. <laughs> and, and, and he's ready, and hopefully we are too. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let me talk a little bit about these charts of the divine presence oh, that we good. can carry around with us in our, in our <laughs> pockets if we'd like. In the chart of your divine presence, we see our I am presence surrounded by colorful bands of light. What are these bands, and what do they represent? Well, that's called our causal body. And, you know, we talk a lot about our negative karma from all these (laughs) embodiments, but, you know, we have a lot of very good karma. I mean, you wouldn't be hearing these words today if you didn't have a lot of good karma. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so... In our, this mm-hmm. all karma ascends up to uh, around our I am presence, builds our causal body, which are rings of light, and they're different colors because like the chakras are different colors because they have different qualities of God. If you are a healer, a scientist, and have been in many embodiments, then your green band of your causal body is going to be very large. Mm-hmm. You have much attainment. I mean, it's like people coming to embodiment and being instant genius musicians. It's because they have attainment on that, and the, and the momentum of, the, of that has come from their causal body into the world of form, for whatever particular reason, that embodiment. So there's a lot of good going for us, but, you know, we just got to, as I think Tom mentioned earlier mm-hmm. in the show, we just got to clean up a little bit here, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and we can get there and become who we really are. Well, can we call upon the attainment that we've stored up in our causal bodies for our use now, today? Well, we can, and because, remember, you do have attainment up there. And, of course, we always say according to God's will because we don't want to squander that light or misuse it in any way. But the momentum of light and victory in your causal body can be used for God's purposes on this planet, not for our own self-enjoyment, so to speak, but for the needs of God. And you can make that prayer that God will use the light and the attainment of your I am presence of your causal body to help those in need. And, again, always according to God's will. Yeah. In terms of assessing our higher selves when we need assistance, what is the still, quiet voice within? Is it our conscience, our guardian angel? What? God has given us a mediator. And this goes with, in some ways, traditional Christian teaching. We think of Jesus as the mediator, but we also have an individualized portion of the Christ within us, our holy Christ self. And it is the mediator between the perfection and power of God of our I Am presence and our human consciousness. And so we have this mediator that's our voice of conscience, it's our guardian angel, whatever you want to call it. But for us to become the Christ, we must become one with our Holy Christ self, as Jesus did. How do you do that? Through balancing your karma, by listening to that still voice Mm -hmm. voice within, by praying, by asking God to show you. And when your Christ self speaks to you, you know, obey. And, and of course, know that it is God, but we know what's right and what's not right. And so it's a process. We put on the Christ. We don't perfect the human. We put on the Christ and displace the human and balance our karma. So we may think, you know, (laughs) we may know God is within us, but that doesn't mean we're God in manifestation of planes of matter. It means we have the potential to be there, but we got a ways to go. Humility and love and oneness with our Christ self will get us there. And of course, the liberal use of the violet flame. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this, and we're getting close to the end here, so um, we have to wrap it up pretty soon, but I think this is an important question. 
Isn't the awareness of our personal Christ self and Christ potential what Jesus came to teach mankind? Absolutely. It's the true teaching of Christ. Not that I'm the only son of God. I am a son of God. You are a son or daughter of God. Mm -hmm. You can become the Christ. That was the teaching and mission of Jesus. And unfortunately, it's been taken. That truth has been taken from the children of God by the fallen angels in church and state that have distorted the true teaching and made us worthless sinners and him the only one that can be one with their Christ selves. And that is not true. The true teaching is we can become one with God. We can make our ascension. we got some work to do, but this is a path. It's a path of joy, of work, of sweat, and tears, and balancing karma. But what else have we got to do on this planet? <laughs> That's great. Accumulating material things? Forget it. Yeah, Been there, yeah. done that. Yeah. You yeah. know, what else do we want to be doing except pursuing our divine plan we got to deal with the day-to-day life and provide for our family and so forth. I don't mean we don't do that. But this is a goal. And wherever you are, God will meet you at that point and guide you to the next step. The Ascended Master can help you with that. It's a proven path. It's there. Go to the summitlighthouse.org. Look at the prayers, decrees, the teachings there. Try them out for yourself because you won't know for yourself, not because we say something is true or Mrs. Prophet says something is true, but experiencing them, experience them for yourselves and feel the power and the light and the change in your world, and you'll know this is a way home and probably one that you should be walking. Yeah, well, thank you for that, too. And I think that, you know, wrapping up um, the... The message of today's show, you know, in terms of waking up, is that, as we said at the beginning, awaken to your inner divinity, discover your real self through the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters, the signs of the spoken word, and the power of the violet flame. That formula right there can give you a key to making it out of dodge. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, anyway, um, that's it. We've reached the end of our program today. I want to thank you, Sid, as always, for um, joining us again. and engaging in this lively discussion. Yes, and we want to thank all of you out there for joining us today. You're the reason we do this. Yep. And we never forget that we're all on this path together. So if there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, please let us know. We always welcome your comments, questions, and concerns. Simply send them to us at webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. And please be sure to join us again. And as we sign off, uh, Sydney, anything you'd like to say to seal this um, service today? Well, <laughs> you've got to take one step, so you've got to start somewhere. Yeah. Let it be today. Let it be today, indeed. Well, for all of you uh, who have been with us, you know what we like to say, that the, though the upward path may be difficult, the rewards are out of this world. They are out of this world. Thanks for joining us today, folks. Bye for now. Thank you again for joining us this week for The Open Door. This program is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website at www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. 